0: Hello and welcome to the program UFO warning in this episode we're talking about Alabama's unsolved cattle mutilations that's correct Alabama's unsolved cattle mutilations now this article comes to us from yellowhammernews.com title says revisiting Alabama's unsolved cattle mutilation phenomena 30 years later it's written by Dylan Smith it comes to us last year August 16th 2022. It says almost three decades ago, cattle farmers in rural North Alabama found dead livestock lying in pastures with various organs extracted from their carcasses. The cattle were found to have been performed upon with extreme precision. The extractors left behind no evidence as the surrounding areas of the dead cattle were absent of any tracks and forensic evidence. Now remember, this is 30 years ago The early 1990s. I mean, the internet wouldn't have really been a thing yet. Uh, Your cell phones that existed were pretty primitive. Things were a lot more simple back then in in a lot of ways. It says the Fife Police Department in DeKalb County issued a press release on April 7th, 1993, detailing the mutilations and alerted local residents that it had conducted extensive investigations into the strange occurrences. In October 1992, cattle farmer John Strawn, who lived in the Marshall County town of Albertville, reported the area's first mutilation case. The rancher's neighbor had found one of Strawn's cattle lying deceased on its side with its entire milk sack missing and no blood at the scene. According to local law enforcement, the cow had held a neat charred incision where the phantom extractor had removed its udder. Now think about that. They cut this animal's utter out and there was no blood there at the scene. Now you would have thought there would have had to been blood somewhere. I mean, one or two things happened. Either they used some sort of tool that we are unaware of that just cauterized that wound instantly right there on the spot. Or this cow was taken somewhere. It was brutalized. The blood spilled out perhaps, but just not there either way. Very weird. And also, it says charred incision. Now, what could have made a charred incision? I mean, how could somebody get out in this pasture with that sort of equipment to do something this technical? Over the course of the two months that followed the initial incident, other farmers around the Albertville area had reported similar cases. The Fife Police Department noted that the organs removed from the cattle varied from case to case. Adding to the mystique was the fact that the extracted organs held no commercial value, just as the cases of that preceded sex organs of both male and female cattle had been extracted in oval, bloodless incisions. So they were even noting back then that there was no blood around these incisions. Now, if you've ever seen an animal birchard, you know that this is just not possible. A black Angus steer owned by Tommy Cole, then chief of the detectives for the Albertville Police Department, had also fallen victim to the mutilation. In the weeks that followed, mutilations were reported in the Fife area communities of Grove Oak and Dawson. In February 1993, nine additional cases of cattle mutilation were reported on various ranches in DeKalb and Marshall counties. At the time, more than 30 mutilation cases had been reported in Alabama's Appalachian region. The police departments of albertville and fife then began coordinating investigation efforts to get to the bottom of the mysterious phenomena so this thing was happening all over 30 different mutilation cases now if you can say well it could have been a call well that was one extremely busy call it, it's just it's not a plausible explanation at the time more than 30 mutilation cases had been reported in alabama's Appalachian region the police departments of Albertville and Fife then began coordinating investigative efforts to get to the bottom of the mysterious phenomena. Authorities sought to thoroughly examine one specific case that involved a cow whose genitals and rectum had been carved out in a neat incision. With the Fife Police Department noting was the size of the... Co- was. Authorities sought to thoroughly examine one specific case that involved a cow whose genitals and rectum had been carved out in a neat incision, which the Fife Police Department noted was the size of a coffee can. The cow's jaw and tongue were also removed. Once again, no blood was on the animal or on the ground it laid upon. You know, when somebody wants to explain to me how these animals can be mutilated in such a fashion and then need to leave no blood on the animal or on the ground, then we can talk about these things being done by people. During examination, investigators found that found what was described as a flaky white material on the animal's rib cage that sat five feet away from its carcass. While removing the flaky particles from the cigarette wrapper, the material came in contact with the brass tip of a ballpoint pen. The police department's release stated, within one second of contact with the brass, The material melted into an almost clear liquid. To reduce the risk of this happening to the remaining material, the rest was shaken out into a jar where it remained unaffected. So this stuff was having some kind of a reaction to the brass. The substance was then provided to a molecular biologist for testing. After two tests, the scientists determined that the substance was composed of aluminum, titanium, oxygen, and silicon in significant amounts, advised authorities. The field expert noted the amount of titanium was larger than what he would have expected to see in any substance. Additionally, the biologist detailed that there was no possible explanation of how the combination of elements could have have occurred in nature. Think about that. Aluminum, titanium, oxygen, and silicon in significant amounts. Another significant case involved a cow belonging to Crossville rancher David McClendon, a morning headcount conducted on february 7, 1993 had determined that mcclendon was missing a three week old calf from his herd upon locating the animal mcclendon found that the calf was missing a portion of its right hind quarter along with all of its internal organs a clean empty cavity was located in its chest area again no blood was found on or around the animal in the height of cases, local residents began to formulate theories behind the enigmatic surgeries. It was believed that predator animals, satanic cults, or mischievous adolescents could have performed the mutilations. I have to tell you, none of those suspects matched the skill and the the just the ability of whoever did this. These wounds being cauterized, this strange substance being left behind, who would have even had a contact with the ingredients of this stuff, silicon, titanium, all mixed together to where it would turn into a liquid when it came in contact with brass. You know, what's the purpose of that? It says, however, scientists have studied the incisions, ruled out the theories as examinations concluded that the surgical precision were far too precise and comprehensive to be the work of theorized, culprits. So it wasn't people, it wasn't predators. According to local authorities, the surgical incision on McClendon's calf appeared to have been conducted using extreme heat. Dr. Dr. John Altschuner, a former University of Colorado field expert who was tapped to examine the extraction, advised that the temperature needed to make such an incision would have needed to be in the hundreds of degrees and possibly higher. Upon an in-depth examination of photos, Dr. Jim Armstrong, who at the time served as an Auburn University Zoology and Wildlife Professor, agreed with law enforcement's determination. Quote, it would be obvious if a coyote had been tearing through, stated Armstrong, the wounds would not be similar to a smooth cut. Coyotes bite through and pull to tear away the flesh. It would have a chew it would have a chewed on look. There are other scavenger animals, such as vultures, that will eat at the softer regions of a cow, but there's not going to be these clean surgical-type cuts. There's no way a coyote or other predator inflicted, or another predator inflicted those wounds. Remember, a big coyote might weigh 35, maybe 40 pounds. Now they might get a little bit bigger out west, but we're talking in Alabama. These aren't wolves running around that might be able to take down a, you know, could take down a full-size cow. A coyote, is, you know, a wolf weighing maybe 100, even some of these new hybrids they've turned loose out west, maybe over 200 pounds. But we're talking about a 35-pound canine, smaller than your average dog. They typically feed off a small prey and carrion, dead animals. There's no way that a bunch of little coyotes took this cow down, and they certainly couldn't leave The kind of wounds that were described by law enforcement and by the academic there. He says, I went over the pictures with a USDA expert along with several wildlife biologists. With the exception of one individual, we all agreed that many of the cases were not typical predatory damage, he added. The caution here is that we're dealing with photos, that there is no other physical evidence for us to look at. But the USDA agent and most others agreed with my conclusion that many of the pictures were not coyote or other predator damage. After expert analysis, local authorities had come to the conclusion that the mutilations were not the result of predator animals. With law enforcement ruling out the possibility that predator animals or mischievous individuals were to blame for the mutilations, locals were left with no answer as to what or who could be behind the extractions. However, the mutilations coincided with another strange phenomenon that occurred in the area around the same time, which left residents to form an additional hypothesis unidentified flying objects well who would have guessed fife now known as a ufo capital of alabama holds a well-documented history of ufo sightings dating back to february 1989 tourists descended upon the town annually for fife ufo days which is a festival that celebrates the area's unique history of unexplained aerial activity Yellowhammer News spoke to an individual who wished to remain anonymous, but the UFO sightings coinciding coinciding with the cattle mutilations. While noting that there was no way to prove that the two phenomena were connected, the individual indicated that the sightings fueled speculation that UFOs could have played a part in the extractions. Yeah, well you see individual A hanging around your house and then When you get up the block a little ways, you notice that your house has been broken into and individual A is running away. That's called a suspect. Or today, I guess they would call them a person of interest. I think we could call this an unidentified flying object of interest then, couldn't we? For people that want to believe that, yes, that has to be connected, they said, going on to say that when the UFOs left, the mutilations left. Well, how about that? Your house has been getting robbed by an unnamed gang. And then when the gang leaves town, your house is no longer getting robbed. Maybe there was a connection. The individual then recounted their personal UFO sighting. The night I saw it, I lived in a little community. My friends, they lived up in Fife. They saw it hovering over above the football field. You could see it clearly. There was no doubt. They recalled to Yellowhammer News. It was within 300 yards of my house. It was very clear. There was no doubt as to what I was looking at. Yep, that's called a very firm UFO sighting. What made it real was that all the power was off. Our little substation would go out at the coldest night of the year and the hottest night of the year. We would lose electricity, advised the individual. I was out of power, so I took my guitar and went out on the porch, just trying to stay cool. And I saw it hovering above the trees. It was round, circular saucer. It seemed it kind of stayed still for about five seconds and then it vanished away, headed north toward Fife. goes on, it says cattle mutilations, similar activity across the U.S. Cattle mutilations, such as those that took place on Sand Mountain nearly three decades decades ago, also took place in the 1970s in various locations across the western United States. As recently documented by Fox News Tucker Carlson, originals, cattle mutilations are on the rise once again in the American West. Like Fife, the cases are located in areas such as Colorado and Oregon, where UFO sightings have been commonplace. The cases mirror those of Alabama's Appalachian region in the 1990s, jaws removed, blood drained, with internal and reproductive organs extracted at evidence-free crime scenes. The deceased cattle, which lie victimized by unknown surgeons, rest unbothered by predator animals upon death. More than 10,000 cases of cattle mutilation have been recorded over the past forty years in the United States. To date, the mutilations remain an unsolved mystery. Then it says Dylan Smith is the editor of Yellowhammer News. You can follow him on Twitter at Dylan Smith AL. I'll have a link this at this to the Buy Me A Cap at the Buy Me a Coffee website. I think this is one of the best articles I have ever come across on cattle mutilation. And hats off to this guy who did an excellent job of reporting. Um pretty neat. This is something that I guess I had heard of in passing, but I really hadn't got the details on about this. Just literally a wave of cattle mutilations that happened down in Alabama back in 1993. And a lot of them, 30 cattle mutilations, just taking place in a short time frame. All of them, just the the modus operandi, exactly the same on all of them. You have uh, these large surgically uh, induced holes in the animals where various uh, Organs and body parts were taken out, sex sex organs removed, and no blood. No blood around the wound, no blood on the ground where the cow uh, or or the calf or steer or whatever was found at. It's bloodless crime scene, and with the uh, wounds showing that they had been subjected to high-temperature decision. Very strange. And at the same time, you have uh, multiple mass sightings of UFOs. In the vicinity now when the US government wants to start talking about cattle mutilations then I'll have my ears up well, I just heard last week that Schumer's coming out with a amendment to a defense spending bill that's going to order the Defense Department to declassify uh, you know hundreds if not thousands of UFO cases I believe it when I see it but what I would really like to see our politicians talk about any of these guys uh, would like to see them uh, approach this red line of disclosure, cattle mutilations, because once they've crossed that, they can show us that these things are capable of, of inflicting terrible damage, uh, financial damage, and also great physical and emotional damage, and just as they terrorize these poor animals in the most uh, inhumane way imaginable. That's it for the Alabama cattle mutilations from 30 years ago. Hope you enjoyed the program. Until next time, this is UFO Warning over and out.